0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for.
0: Who is this singing, man? Like, is that like... It's it
1: Marvin Gaye, but somebody's put a twist before. on it. Oh, really? True, oh,
0: ooh, ooh. Don't you... Unequivocally, our next guest is going to get uh, agree with me on this. Greatest single U.S. national anthem of all time came in uh, an NBA all-star game. Would have been, I don't know, 82, 83. He is going to be our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. I'm going to tell you right now, it is the best you've ever tasted. Trent Wilhawk and the gang from Wilhawk. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I know that Louis DeBrusque loves willhawk Pretty sure our next guest, Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network, NHL Hockey and Rogers would agree. Hello, uh, Jack. How you doing? Are they joining us in Seattle again this year? Have you hooked that up yet? Or uh, the they, they were also with us. Oh, you weren't on the trip, uh, Nashville. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Well, Thanks if, for reminding me. If it's any consolation, uh, there are 75 people on that trip. And uh, Cam and myself got there at five. Uh, Paul Coffey and Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft were kind enough to join us for the first couple hours with everybody on that trip in Nashville. Seventy-five people on that trip, and by the end of the night, Jack, it felt like I would had a drink with all seventy-five of them. Got everything, got Whoa, what's going on there? Are you good? What happened? Everything okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. Why did you think I got mugged? I wasn't sure. I just heard a like a woman's voice there in the background. I I wasn't sure what was happening. All right. Hey, don't- Hey, don't start those rumors, Bob. Well. <laughs> all right. Uh best US anthem of all time is Marvin Gaye up there from uh, from 19 What well, what 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 year was the NBA All-Star game where he sang the Star-Spangled Banner? 83 in Los Angeles, and he was dead a year
2: later. Uh but yeah, that that for me is uh the best anthem I've I've ever heard. I mean, I i thought yeah i mean if you haven't seen it it's worth a youtube look and um yeah i just thought it was awesome and it stuck with me forever and even you who were never really a a giant nba fan still remember it so that should tell you something right there you gotta be something
0: all right jack just for you we're gonna let this rip here something okay
1: Oh, you've already
0: pulled it up? Oh, we pulled done. it up and we're going to sing it in you here. You've got to get to the end. you got to get Amy to the end. An and there's too long of a
2: buildup because the God crowd
0: is clapping. When I sang it,
1: through the perilous fire, oh,
0: no question about that jack i'm with you that is my favorite the one whitney did uh at the super bowl was pretty damn good too i mean she got to an octave level that very few women can get to very few singers period can get to but marvin Gaye takes the cake there's no question about that he was he was awesome uh it just just for the listeners maybe as an america as an american going into chicago the first time and experiencing that anthem in that building, what was it like for you? Well,
2: that was a huge kind of welcome to the NHL moment for me, Bob. I I think that's a question a lot of us, you know, a lot of us get, uh, and a lot of us sometimes ask players, "What was your welcome to the NHL moment?" And I was fortunate enough to have that in Chicago, relatively early in my first year. I believe it was our. Third or fourth game of the season, and Chicago was the defending champs, so it it had a lot of it had a lot of jam. And and Jim Cornelison does a fantastic job, and that was certainly uh, when I think of you know welcome to the NHL moment. I had I had a, a great fight, and a great goal in my first game, an Oilers shutout win over Calgary. And then uh, you know, less than a month later, that was a pretty
0: special experience in Chicago. I know that uh, we've know, done we've Jack we've done multiple orders now road trips over the years. A couple to uh, a couple to Chicago, and I know for some of our listeners that have traveled with us, like they're in tears during that anthem. I mean, yeah, no, it's 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 really. Uh, you know, it's
2: fine tingling and, and um, you know, it's it's a, an experience where, Bob, I, I think you'd concur. Like, you know, people sometimes will say, well, you know, I'd rather watch it on TV or it's more convenient. Uh, there are some live experiences you have to be live for to fully... Grasp, and I, I think the Chicago anthem would be one of those.
0: Uh, this text comes in from Steve from the South Side. He says, "You guys got it all wrong. Rogers Place singing the national the U.S. national anthem in uh, 2017 when your buddy Brett Kissels uh, might cut out. Jack, that was a pretty good one too, wasn't it? That was fantastic. I, I think Brett does a great job
2: with the cowboy hat at the end of the guitar. I know it's a it's a favorite of mine. I, I I love his showmanship. And to think on his feet as clearly as he did that year, I, I will say this, you know, if we're talking about experiences to be lived, again, I, I don't think it gets any better than Edmonton in the springtime when the club is in the playoffs. I, I don't think 2022 has to take a backseat to 2017 anymore. I mean, the energy the the piercing noise. My dad was fortunate enough to be here for games three and four of the conference final, and he said he'd never seen anything like that. And that's a guy who was who was there for some 1950 World Series games at Yankee Stadium. I mean, you know, Edmonton in the springtime when the club is in the playoffs, and you could use anthem, you could use any kind of example. But for me, it's just the build up with that crowd buzzing. It is an atmosphere unlike any other, not just in the National Hockey League, but in North American Pro Sports. And until you've been there, like I have and like you have and like so many thousands Edmontonians have, you can't say
0: some other venue is better. I just, I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. All right, Jack, I'm going to get you a comment. Ryan Murray signing a one-year deal. I know you and me had privately spoken about the possibility of Edmonton adding a defenseman at 750K and a one-way. Uh, your thoughts on the addition of Murray?
2: Well, I mean, 10 years after the fact, right? Uh, I know you and I had so many conversations leading up to the 2012 draft about, you know, potentials and – and. uh you know, As I recall, you never once believed that even if it wasn't going to be Neil Yakupov, you didn't necessarily think it was going to be Ryan Murray. And, and, and uh, you know, as it turned out, he he ended up going to Columbus. He's a guy that is a proven NHL player who's unfortunately also had just one setback after another when it comes to the health front. And I, I, I think his career in many ways is is one of an incomplete you know you you just don't know and you still might not know for another five years where he's going to finish in terms of what his actual national hockey league career is going to look like uh what we do know is he's an exceptionally talented player who has proven to be a guy who can really play in all three pairings uh even at this stage of the game i mean he hasn't necessarily lost the step. There's so much tread still on the tire, Bob, because you know most of his injuries aren't aren't necessarily related to his legs, right? So uh, I think this is I think this is a real good signing, and not just from the usual all oh, veteran depth and experience. I, I think this is a versatile player that can give you minutes in the first pair. Uh, just as much as he could in the third pair if that's what's required of him. Uh, I think he can do it, you know, at various points during the season. And as you know, over the course of the season, the, the likelihood that you're going to lose one of your top six is, is pretty significant. And having a guy with that kind of ability to move up and down the lineup on the back end, I think is just as valuable as having a guy who can do it up front.
0: Jack, we got a couple more texts here, just circling back to the American anthem. He goes, uh, one one texter says, pertaining to what happened in 2017, that was Albertans preparing to become the 51st U.S. state. Wow. <laughs> I don't see that happening for the record, okay? I just, uh, I, <laughs> you of all people know like, how much. I like but, the comment, I like the comment, yep. But we have these ongoing discussions about how much I like to skewer Jack once in a while on the Canadian-American thing. Though some days Canadians take it uh, just as much on the chin. All right, so Murray gets added. This is a deep team on defense now, Jack. And I guess, uh, you know, they've got Sam Rukov on a one-way deal. they got Cuckoo on a one-way deal, but he didn't play really after February last year. Got, so I got not, you know, if you, I guess technically Broberg's still on a two-way deal, but you want to get his money in because of how the cap implications work on LTIR. The start of the year, I got Broberg in the top six. Ken Holland said. Uh, Philip Roberg has to play uh, has to play his way off the team in preseason, and Ken Holland said on the show that Dylan Holloway might uh, might you know will probably have to play his way on uh, to the team this season. I actually have Holloway as a huge wild card, Jack, a guy that I'm going to be super intrigued to watch when we go to Penticton for the upcoming rookie tournament.
2: Well, and I uh, you know I would concur with that. Uh, I think he I think the amount of NHL games he'll play this year probably has the biggest variance of anyone on the club, uh, you know, of anyone in the mix. I mean, he, I, I, and I think that's where you're going, where he, he could play five or six games where he could play 70. I mean, I, he's, I, I, I agree with that. He, he has one of the biggest variants, you know, in terms of the impact he could have on this year's club. And to be honest with you, the signing of Ryan Murray, I, I think could be uh, an understated one uh, by the time this season is over. I-, I honestly have a feeling that this signing may be far more important than your average September 2nd, three quarters of a million dollar signing can be. I I, I mean that. And I'm not trying to say, look, he's, You know, he's going to go out there and and make everyone forget that there's a Darnell Nurse on the club. I'm just saying that adding him might be far more important than we think it is right now.
0: Jack, I'm going to put you on the spot. Point blank. Here you go. What is the better NCAA game this weekend? Oregon against Georgia, the defending national champions. Notre Dame against Ohio State, or Utah State against Alabama. <laughs> well, who's Penn State playing? Because now I've
2: got a, I've got a daughter who was celebrating in the streets last night after Penn State rallied for a, a big win over Purdue. I will tell you this: that Notre Dame, Ohio State is the least competitive game involving the big schools that I see. I thought a lot of Notre Dame people who got their feelings hurt when they were 17 and a half point favorites are going to find out, or 17 and a half point underdogs. I think they're going to find out quickly that a spread of minus 30 might have uh, been a little bit favoring uh, Notre Dame. I, I, I don't see that game as close. So I'm going to go with the first one on your list. Oregon and Georgia will be the best game of the weekend by far. I'll take Alabama and sixty-eight
0: points. They're not—they're going to score sixty-eight, or they're going to win by sixty-eight, over Utah State. I'm taking Alabama minus
2: sixty-eight. <laughs>
0: wow! No chance. Uh, but they might win by forty. I think the line's forty-four. <laughs> I'll take a minus sixty-eight. <laughs> it's, it's, it, all, all the years we've worked together, Jack, you know one thing: don't bet against me on player transactions, right? <laughs> I'll sit there and we'll, we'll have this conversation. I'll go, you know, Jack. I gotta, you know, I gotta. I'll bet you. I don't know. Give me, give me some odds. Three to one that the Oilers end up signing Ryan Murray here.
2: Yeah, you'd be great. You'd be great, Bob, with that Back to the Future uh, sports back book going to the casinos. You're very good when you know the
0: result. Yes, that's amazing how that works out, eh? Hey, safe travels. Uh, enjoy Labor Day. Let's get after it next week. Looking forward to it, pal. All right, there you go. That's Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. Do you want to mention to you at this time, you've heard about the great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer. They want you to know that the order bank for the 2023 SUVs and F-150s are now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of the purchase and enjoy your quality service after the sale, order your new vehicle from Uncle Mel, Johnny, Rich and the Gang at Brent Ridge Ford. 11-time winners of the President's Award for Customer Satisfaction. Call 1 877 477 3673. That's 1 877 477 Ford. When we come back, uh, we will get to this day in Oilers history. And Brendan Escott is going to explain what is going on with the Edmonton Elks player movement. This is Orders Now. Ryan Murray, represented by Rick Vallette, now as one of his buddies. Ryan Murray joining them. The Edmonton Oilers signing Ryan Murray. One-year deal 750000 bucks during the course of today's show. To this day in Oilers, History of 152 in Edmonton. It is presented daily by New West Travel. And here
1: is Brendan Escott. Back to 1943 we go. Glenn Sather, born in High River, Alberta. Happy birthday to Slats. He played as junior for the Edmonton Oil Kings starting in 1961 before a 10-year pro career. Uh, Of course, he was the coach and GM of the dynasty team through the 1980s. He won five Stanley Cups, remained with the Oilers franchise until 2000 when he accepted the GM position for the New York Rangers.
0: And he was the architect of the Oilers dynasty. There's no question about that. All right, Brendan. Uh, Alabama is favored by forty-one and a half points over Utah State. I would take Utah State to cover that game. It's hard in the first game to, to beat a team by forty-one and a half points, by forty-one points. What is the uh, what? What are the stamps? Double-digit point favorites over the Elks this weekend? Uh, they're twelve
1: and a half point favorites.
0: All right. What, do they trade David Beer today?
1: Yeah. I uh, riddle me that one. Did they not I'm just certain, bring this guy back? Well, he he's uh he's a Sherwood Park product. He went to Bev Facey. he's one of the veterans on the team. He's played a, at the U of A. He, he's a exactly he's a player rep for the for the team for the Players Association, you know. Like this is this is more pieces of the team that I thought would be part of the solution that are now no longer in town. Nafis Lyon was one of the better defensive backs around the CFL, frankly, in terms of ability. And when he was on the field, he showed that thing. This year. He's gone. Thomas Costigan's gone. Now David Beard's gone. And don't get me wrong, the, the guy that they brought back from uh, from the Tiger Cats in this deal, second overall pick in 2019, wonderful. Hopefully he's got a future with the team. He's four years younger than David Beard. Okay. To me, it is a sign of, of them kind of throwing in the, the, the white towel here on a season that still has seven games left.
0: Well, the thing is, you're not sitting there bailing for the end of the season to get a top pick because just, with all due respect to the CFL draft, you, sometimes you can find as equally impactful player in the second or third round as you do in the... It's just a, it's just a different... It's it's not like the NFL draft where you're getting a, a star player right out of the game. I mean, that it's just... It, it takes Canadian... Now, that said, you're only as good as, uh, you know, in a domestic league. you got to have the best domestic players. So... They're, they're, they're in a tough spot here we, we hope to see some success for the Elks this weekend what does Reid Wilkins have coming up on Inside Sports?
1: Uh, you'll hear from Elks in-game analysts on 630 Chad Blake Dermott, former Edmonton football team and Calgary Stampeders linebacker Danny Bass He was a great player
0: back in the day. Uh, Best of Oilers now for an hour on Monday. Many would call out an oxymoron, especially if I'm involved in hosting any of that. Labor Day Classic, the Elks and the Stampeders, live from McMahon Stadium Countdown to the kickoff show with Brendan Escott. Of course, is a huge part of our show with... Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott in the game. 2.30 kickoff on Monday. We will be back with a live show for you on Tuesday. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend, everybody. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Ray Lowe. Followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3 then
1: 6.30 to 10 afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.